The Wheeling Nailers and Jacksonville Icemen begin a three-game series tonight in Jacksonville. It's time for our Unified Bank profile. And who do we find? It's the former voice of the Nailers now with the Jacksonville Icemen, Alex Reed. And Reeder, a new organization for you. How's Jacksonville treating you? Jacksonville's treating me great. Uh, no complaints. Obviously, the weather out there is, is beautiful. It's gorgeous. And uh, But, yeah, no, I've settled down here in, in Jacksonville, and uh, it's kind of a little joke with myself that I – it's my goal to work for every team in the ECHL, but uh, being my fourth team, but uh, I really like it here. And there's a lot of exciting things happening here in Jacksonville and, and with our organization. It's a little bit of a different season for you as there were some rules in place at the beginning of the year with the broadcasters. So you've actually stepped away from the microphone. So what all have you done this year with the Icemen? Yeah, so, you know, with the, everything happening this season and obviously, like, as you know, the protocols uh, not allowing the broadcasters to travel if they're inside the bubble. Well, I'm actually inside the bubble this season, um, which was a little bit of a different role. Uh, our assistant coach didn't return and um, with it kind of being a little bit of a budget year, the team, uh, the team, and of course our head coach Jason Christie uh, decided that he would uh, fly solo this year and go without an assistant, mostly because he had me to help him out. So uh, I've kind of taken on a hockey operations role this year um, to help out coach. Um, you know, basically doing the pre-scout, um, doing a lot of video, um, you know, to get him ready for uh, the games and and to help prepare our players for all of our opponents. Um, during the games, uh, I'm not in the booth. I'm actually not even out in the main arena bowl. I'm, uh, I'm actually in uh, the coach's office, you know, cutting the clips, marking the game uh, uh, on the fly, all, all, the, all the game stuff so uh, that coach can use his teaching tools. So it's uh, been doing that, a lot of the team services, the travel, and, uh, and still doing media stuff, though, from inside the bubble, which has been good. I, I have that access as well. So it's, uh, it's been a different, it's been an adjustment, but it's been really cool to kind of learn a, a different side uh, of the business. And um, it, it's, been, it's been very informative and, and something that uh, I'm, I'm glad I've taken on this year. But no doubt, I, I still miss uh, calling the games for sure. When you have the video access and you're almost scrutinizing over every play, what do you think you're going to take out of it most that you'll be able to use on the broadcast when you're ultimately back there probably next year? Yeah, you know, it's honest. I've learned so much. It's just so much. It's a different way to see the game. You know, obviously, you know, as a broadcaster, we see the game. We can see things, but there's little details that you don't quite catch because you're focused on everything else that's going on in the game, the behind-the-play stuff. And it's funny to watch Coach do these video sessions and then actually and the, and set the game plans and then when I'm marking the game and I'm concentrating on what's happening you're seeing it happen or not happen you can see I can see oh my gosh I see exactly what happened why that goal was allowed you know how the play broke down so uh, I definitely have a, a new like uh, you know look on how the game is played and now I know kind of what to look for a little bit more because really it's just been ingrained in me now so it, it is different and I think it's going to be great to use for the broadcast because now I'm going to know okay we, we were out of our system here this didn't work uh, and now I, I've kind of kind of learned a lot more X's and O's uh, you know, than I think I've ever had before. So it's, it's been great insight. You touched on Smurf working by himself, which in this day and age is pretty well unheard of, where pretty much every ECHL team has an assistant coach. You're looking at the higher levels. Heck, NHL's got three different assistant coaches on the bench. They've got a coach up top. What's it like having him run this thing solo, especially in today's day and age? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's tough. I think for him, there's been times where he's like, gosh, I, I wish I had an assistant. And he would look at me and say, no offense to you, but you know, he goes, you're doing great. But um, I think for the most part, it really is running practices and those types of things, the drills and practice, having that extra person to go push some pucks around and, and things of that nature. So um, yeah, I can skate. I could probably do those things as well. But um, you know, as far as like running drills and running practices, you know, I don't 
have quite the, the experience and background for that yet. So um, I think that part's been a little bit tougher for him. But uh, honestly, you know, it's uh, I think he, he tells me, though, it's, it's been a big help to him to to have the pre-scout done to the things that he needs to look for. That way he doesn't have to, after a long day or after a game, have to go down and do it himself. It's already done for him. So I, I think in that regard, it, it's been helpful. But you're right. It's uh, I, I think he would prefer you know to have uh, an assistant coach. I think that's certainly going to be in the books moving forward. Just it's just the way the circumstance was this year. And, and I think, too, you know, having a guy that, you know, has a better understanding of the game, maybe as a former player that can relate to the guys and, and translate the messages and what we're wanting to do. I, I think that's what he misses the most. I talked to Saracino and Brown, which fan are going to hear those interviews later on this weekend. But what do you see as being one of the biggest turnarounds for this team to take it now into playoff contention? Yeah, you know, we, we got off to a really slow start, and um, and I think a lot of it is just guys trying to get their, their feet wet and, and get back into the groove of things. You know, what we learned, uh, DJ, was a lot of these guys, you know, up in Canada and the guys that are from Michigan, they didn't have really a chance to skate. There was nowhere for them to skate, you know, because everything was locked down, and they, they didn't really, you know, their conditioning maybe was a little bit off. Um, and plus, they needed to learn the system here, and I think it, we, we hit a point where I think the guys kind of realized, oh, my gosh, if we stay disciplined in the system, we're going to create so many more opportunities for ourselves, and um, you know, and I, I think they're they're getting they're seeing the benefits from that, and there's just something that's clicking right now. Um, everybody in that locker room, you know, they, they all like, like like each other. They like coming to the rink. They like being around each other, and I think that's key as well. And um, it, it's it's really you know it, it's turned it's it's turned out to be a pretty big uh, thing of success for us. If you look at the way our month of April went, um, you know, this is uh, an exciting time right now. Again, we're about to go into the month of May. We're going to be primarily at home for a change. But uh, we got a lot of games packed in May. So, you know, we'll see how these guys are able to keep it going. Because, you know, as you know, it can be pretty exhausting with these four and fives and the three and threes as we see so much this season, DJ. So, uh, but I, I think that had a lot to do with it, really, just the guys understanding the system and realizing if, if they stick with it, wow, it really is something that they can benefit from. Next year is year number 30 for Wheeling. You were there in season 19. Norfolk has a long standing history of hockey. Florida did as well. Jacksonville is one of the newer teams in this league. What's it been like working for a team that's just starting to kind of make its footprint in the community? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I think it's a great time to be part of the organization right now. Um, you're right, that footprint, you know, I, I think just reintroducing hockey. It's so funny, our, our president, Bob Arablo, he, uh, when he was doing the, when he was bringing the team here from Evansville and, 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 and uh, all that, he went in to get all the paperwork filled out at the city. And uh, one of the city guys gave him the paperwork. And when he handed it to Bob, he said, I just want you to know, I think you're making, this is a terrible idea and you're making a big mistake. And just because he thought that the, the, the two failed teams previously uh, over the years it just didn't work out, unfortunately. And as it's turned out, you know, it, it's, it's turned out to be a really good thing. I mean, we're, we're, we're second and third in the league in attendance the last couple of years. Uh, we, we packed this place. Uh, the, we have a great relationship with the city. Bob's done an excellent job in just engaging the community, meeting community leaders, uh, the Jack's Chamber, uh, and the mayor's office. They're all real close, and they, they really support us. They're all fans now, too. So um, it's definitely been a success. We've brought on a lot of uh, big partners uh, in our ownership group. Uh, we're all 100% locally owned now, but you know names like Tim Tebow and Miles Jack of the uh, of the Jaguars here, they're now part owners. And then of course we made the big announcement last week about, or I'm sorry, last month about the uh, the new ice uh, facility that we've purchased just down the road. We're going to renovate that whole thing. Uh, we're going to add a second sheet of ice, and really uh, that'll be our permanent home as far as practice and our offices. But 
putting, putting a restaurant in there. And also the main point is to really grow youth hockey in the area. So um, so many crazy and awesome projects that have happened here in the last year. Uh, it's really brought excitement here. And uh, people are excited about what they have here. And they, they love their hockey here in Jacksonville. I'll be looking forward to watching all the excitement this weekend with the 3-3. Three and three. And, of course, going head-to-head -head against you once again oh, as yeah. our frenemy rivalry continues. This is awesome, Reader. I really appreciate a few minutes of your time, and great to see you as always, dude. No, thanks again for having me. I want to say hi to everybody listening and wheeling there. Uh, you know, it was great to get up there uh, last month, and um, I'm looking forward to the matchup this weekend. But hope everyone's doing well. Alex Reed, our Unified Bank profile. More of intermission coverage continues next on the Nailers Broadcast Network, presented by Main Street Bank.